Thanks for tuning in to the Met Church Podcast. Here at the Met, we are all about connecting people to God and one another. If you have any questions or want more information about what's happening here at the church, then head to our website at metchurch.com. We would love to stay connected with you throughout the week through social media, so be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Now, enjoy the message. Hey, Merry Christmas, everybody. Hey, good morning. We're so happy to have you watching from the comfort of your own home. That's right, that's right. I think people have gotten used to that over COVID, so uh, everybody's in pajamas right now. Yeah, how was your Christmas? It was was good. I have family that's in the area, right? and so it's not too far of a trip, but we like to stay at home. Right. Um, Just just us and the Mm -hmm. kiddos and watch them open their presents, and then usually we're in our robes and and we eat breakfast before we do anything else. Oh, so you didn't come in your robe today with your breakfast and you just went ahead? No, usually, um, you know, when you graduate, you're in a robe. Yeah. Um, if you're in a robe any other time in the middle of the day, it's usually a bad thing. <laughs> it's a bad thing. It's not a good thing. Things are not going so hot. <laughs> well, we've had a great Christmas. I hope you guys have as well. And we wanted to give this opportunity for our staff to be home with their families and for you uh, to be able to experience some worship and experience some time in, in God's Word. So I'm glad Pastor Corey uh, agreed to, to do this with me. And we've, we've had a great Christmas too, you know? I mean, really, it's fun to see the kids get gifts and watch them open those gifts. And it's just, I don't know, you make new memories every, every holiday. Don't sure. You? You no, really I agree. Do. And I, I do love yeah. receiving. I mean, who doesn't? Oh, sure. But there's something about giving. Yeah, it does. Um, and so, and Bill, so I wanted to, oh, my family and I, um, no. this is, so this is something that we mentioned in a, in a meeting a while back, and we kind of laughed about it. Mm. So it's kind of a, a funny gift. Now, do I open it here in front of everybody? I or? think so. I, I think mean, so. you know. I don't know if, why it's not ticking. If we're going to celebrate, um, it's not ticking, and it's probably wrapped like, so. There's no white powder on it. There, so. There's not. Um, well, while you're up in that, hey, we can I, say Pastor Scott's birthday is today. Oh, yeah. Wow. So him he and Jesus, Jesus they're, are, close. Ooh, they're, they're close. They're right there. They're close. What do we get here, Corey? So uh, this is the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, you shouldn't have. Uh, I, I, you I, really shouldn't have. <laughs> it's pourri. Pourri, right? Mm, like thank this, you, Corey. It's going to smell fresh in your house from now on, no matter what. I would what. put it here, but I'm afraid you might not see anything else for our whole time together. I'm, I'm touched. Yeah, you know that was that was. Are probably, you trying to tell me something? No, it, oh, okay. you know it's I'm like uh, it's right like there. the perfume of the lady that washed Jesus. Yeah. you know, is a year's salary, and yeah. so you know, no, <laughs> not really. Um, but you know, it is about giving, right? Well, sure. we, we love to give, and I love the scripture right. Acts twenty thirty five. It says, "Remembering the words yep. of the Lord Jesus Himself, it's more blessed to give." than to receive. So true. And he didn't say it wasn't blessed to receive. He just said, if you love receiving, you're going to really love giving. And I don't know, man, sitting around watching the kids and grandkids open their gifts, I mean, it really is. They're, they're, it's a principle that Jesus taught, and it's so true. And it's really the heart of what we wanted to talk about, because ministry in our church happens, and it continues to happen because of the generosity of the people who are part of the church. And man, Corey, when you look at that nativity that everybody probably has in their living room, and you look at the characters around that nativity, the, the characteristic that they all have is every one of them gave something. That's right. In that original Christmas story, they all did. They did, and that's kind of what we want to talk about there. this morning. We want to right. go through and just kind of look at the characters and sure. see what did they give up. Right. Um, because you're right, every one of them gave yeah. up. And so I thought we could start 
with Mary and Joseph, because hey, that's kind of where, be, where it begins. Yeah. And so we kind of see in Luke 1, mm-hmm. the story of Mary and how the angel, I mean, they mm-hmm. were engaged. Right. They were not married, but engagement was right. a pretty serious thing oh, back yeah. then, sure. um, which it should be today <laughs> as well, <laughs> well yeah, right? Um, but in Luke 1, starting in verse 31, it says, uh, an angel came to her and says, you yeah. will conceive and give birth to a son. Mm-hmm. You were to call him Jesus. Yeah. And so she responds a few verses later. She says, how will this be? Mary yeah. asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. Right. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Wow. And, and I love yeah. her response because wow. I can only imagine being Gosh. in that a young, she's young, 14 right. to 16 probably yeah, sure. is what most people right. think. Mm-hmm. So she was young, she was engaged. Mm-hmm. She knows she had done nothing to become right. pregnant. Right. She was like, well, right. this can't, this is right. not possible. It's a biological impossibility. It is. <laughs> and so she's taking all this in and I love her response in verse 38. It mm-hmm. says, I am the Lord's servant. Wow. Mary answered, may your words uh, to me be fulfilled. And then the angel left her. Wow. Those words, I am wow. the Lord's servant. That's so powerful, Corey. I mean, you think about like Corey was saying, how she had her life planned out, everything she had envisioned and dreamed of and marrying Joseph and all of this sort of thing, all of that got upended. Mm-hmm. And really, I think the key to her willingness to give herself was recognizing the fact that at the end of the day, she didn't understand everything that was going on. She might not even initially agreed with everything that was going on. I mean, she didn't have much of a choice. (laughs) No, but she recognized him as her Lord. And you know, when you come to that point in life where you say, God, I may not agree with everything I'm going through. I may not have wanted the Mm. things that I've experienced to go through, but I'm your child and I trust you. You're my Lord. And then you're willing to say, not my will, but yours be done. So that's that's a great great place to start when you think about what Mary gave, she gave herself. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. It's a great perspective to have when things like that happen in your yep. life. And then you have Joseph. Yep. I mean, you <laughs> you got to imagine I'm engaged to to, to this <laughs> bride who I, you know, my soon to be right. bride who I love and I have big plans for us as well and then she comes and says, "Hey, guess what?" Surprise, <laughs> you yep. know, and he's like, "Well, that I didn't do that. I had <laughs> yeah, nothing right. to do with that." Yeah. And so, um mm-hmm. he's kind of going through that yep. and so he kind of gave up and Mary gave up yep. herself. Um, he kind of gave up his reputation. It says, because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law, and I love this about him, and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace. Yeah. Because if this got out in the open, it was it was trouble. Oh yeah. Right. That culture, especially. Yeah. Oh my. And he had mind to divorce her quietly. Mm. So he this was his process of thinking. I, yeah. I don't want to hurt her. Yeah. I want to take she care of her. She obviously loves someone else more than me. So we'll good handle guy, this quietly. Right. Good yeah. guy. Right. With a good heart. And then later um, it says, but after he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, mm. do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. Wow. She will give birth to a son. And you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Wow, that is so powerful. I mean, Joseph loved Mary, but you got to put yourself in his place. I mean, he's engaged to this girl. Now he finds out she's pregnant and he's like, I can tell you, you know, not me. And she's going, no, it's not you. It's the Holy Spirit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. I've been, nah, <laughs> Good I've <heard> all. <laughs> Holy Spirit, yeah. And yet the angel appears to him and basically affirms everything that she has said. And don't you know what that must have done to his heart mm. to just confirm the trust that he had placed in her and not just the trust he placed in her, but the love he had for her yeah. and to realize, no, God is working in ways again 
that I don't understand, and it's not my plan, but it's his plan. And he was willing, Corey, just like Mary, to say, okay, we'll go with this, God. And really, they gave themselves, they gave their reputations, all because they, they loved their Lord. That was pretty crazy. That's so good. And then you move on to, to yep. the next characters we have, and that's the shepherds. And, yes, and the shepherds gave their time. It's, wow. it's interesting when you read the story of them, and they're, yep. they're in the field, yep. right? They're, they're, they're watching the sheep. Mm-hmm. They're doing their job. And then all yep. of a sudden, an mm-hmm. angel comes to them right. and kind of tells them, hey, here's what's happened. The mm-hmm. Savior of the world has been yep. born. You need, to, you need to go. And I love in Luke 2 their response because yep. you're just out doing your job. Sure. All of a sudden, an angel pops up. Mm-hmm. Tells you to go. The Messiah is here. It says in Luke 2, verse 16, and they came in a hurry huh. and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. It wasn't a, all right, let's, you know, yeah, we'll let's, get around. We'll let's finish the later. job and let's, yeah. let's get go. these sheep up and we'll go. Right. And so they went into a hurry. Yeah, that's uh, pretty cool. And now, I love that. I talked about that a few weeks yep. ago, just as far as David and Goliath. He was about to face something major. Sure. Goliath is walking out to him, mm-hmm. you know, intimidating all this. Little David says he runs to the line wow. to face. And, and there's something behind that that, yeah. that I love in this story is that they, didn't, they, they wanted to get to what God had for him yeah. in a hurry. That's awesome. You know, the word enthusiasm mm-hmm. is really interesting. It's entheos. It's the idea that being in Christ or being in God brings a, a, an energy and an excitement that nothing in the, uh, else in the world can do. Mm. And when you think about the shepherds, Corey, and, and David running to that challenge, there was enthusiasm and, and there was excitement because there was an expectation that God is here and he's going to, he's going to do something amazing. And really, uh, we were talking about it when we were, we were getting ready to, to do this, and we talked about how cool it would be on the very first Sunday. You know, we roll into uh, January, this, this January the 2nd, and then we roll into the 9th with the new schedule. How amazing it would be for people to run into the, you know, run into church. Can you imagine? <laughs> might, honestly, it might be a little it, scary. It may freak some people maybe, out. Maybe don't run, just kind of <laughs> jog, jog, jog a little. But the point of the story is, the shepherds probably had heard for gosh, all their lifetime, the Messiah's coming, the Savior of the world. Right. And all of a sudden, the skies light up, and for unto you is born this day in the city of David, mm. a Savior, Christ the Lord. And I love what you, the point you make is they left everything. Man, and they took off. They ran yeah. to see Jesus. And then, That's pretty And cool. then when they went, they were impacted so much yeah. that they kind of became the first evangelist sure. to Absolutely. go tell people. It says in Luke yep. 2, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and yep. all who heard it were amazed yep. at what the shepherds said to them. Oh, and man. so, I mean, they gave a testimony yep. um, of what they had seen, yeah. what they had heard, mm-hmm. and, and how it changed and impacted them. Yeah. They couldn't hold on to it, and so they went out and started telling people. That's how so important, cool. how important oh. is that in our oh, faith? Yeah. You know what's amazing, too, is when you think about it, the shepherds were probably the poorest people mm-hmm. culturally in that environment, and yet that is the group that got the birth announcement first. He it. wanted to go to the least of those people in terms of how society looked at them. Um, he goes to shepherds, and those shepherds were so excited. And like you said, man, once you have experienced Jesus, next thing you want to do is go out and express him and tell others about him. Yeah, so That lo- was cool. I love that. Yep. So we move on to the next group. Yes, sir. And that is the wise men. Yeah. And they gave their treasures. Yes. And so uh, in Matthew 2, 10 through 11, it says, When they saw the star, yep. they were overjoyed. On mm. coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshiped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, 
and Mer. Tell yeah. us a little bit about um, Magi. Like, what, yeah. what are they? Like, well, they why were, did he talk to them yeah. through a star? Well, a lot of them are, were astronomers, you know, and so they would study the stars. They were scientists. These were very uh, brilliant men. These were very educated men. These were very wealthy men. And so it's beautiful in the story that Jesus, not only does he reach those who are kind of down and out, but he reaches people who are up and out, <laughs> you know, that he reaches all stratus of society, regardless of one's educational background or their standing or status in society. Jesus loves the world. He loves everyone. And so he spoke to them through a star, through some sort of phenomenon yeah. in the heavens. And what's cool about it, I think you, you, we were talking earlier about the idea that he speaks our language. He knows how to reach us. There's some people, you know, there's that book, uh, Five Love Languages by Gary Smalling, meaning that we all respond to different things. And God knows what you respond to. He knows how to get your attention. He knows how to tell you that he loves you. And how he might reach Corey might be a different way than how he has reached me. But he reaches us all. And the wise men really illustrate that, that he spoke to them in a language they could understand. He speaks your language. Yeah. He's going to speak to yeah. me. I love that. Um, I love how he did it through the star. And so right. they brought their treasure, which yes. these seem like things that were probably really expensive. Yeah. Um, gold. For, I mean, just gold alone. When yeah. you hear that to us, yeah. we're like, wow, That's gold, gold, frankincense, and that poopery. <laughs> <laughs> they, they may be worth something. You don't know. <laughs> but so that's what they brought. They brought treasure. Right. So what do we consider treasure? What is a yeah. treasure? Yeah, something of value. Okay. Right. I mean, the idea of of worship. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Corey, when you think about the word worship, it's worth ship. It's something you see of value. And you remember the story in the New Testament of the woman breaking the alabaster, the expensive perfume and anointing Jesus with it. Judas was the treasurer and he looks at her and says, what a waste. What a waste. You've wasted. We could have given this money to the poor and you've poured this out over Jesus. And Jesus rebuked him and he said, no, it's not, it's not waste. Judas saw Jesus as not worthy right? And so if he isn't worthy, you don't worship him. Wow. He saw Jesus as a waste. The woman saw Jesus as worthy, worthy of her very best. And I think that's the heart of worship. You worship something of value. These men brought something of value and gave, them, gave it to Jesus. And so really everyone has treasure, but we have things of value. Our time is important to us. Our, our, you know, I mean, Mary gave herself. I mean, what more could you give than yourself? Uh, and these men had abundance. So out of their abundance, they brought and they gave treasures to yeah, Jesus. No, I yeah. love that. And it's interesting because what's a treasure to you <clears throat> yep. may not be a treasure to me, right. right? And so um, in Luke, it's called the widow's offering. And mm. it, it, I just wanted to read this. Luke 21, it says, As Jesus looked up and yeah. he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury, he also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Mm. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth, mm. but she, out of her poverty, wow. put in all she had to live on. Wow, that's so powerful. It's pretty tough to give out of poverty when you don't yeah, have much. That's true. The more you have, um, it may not be such a sacrifice yeah. to give. Yeah. And so how does that work in our lives? Yeah, I, well, I tell you, Corey, it reminds me of a story uh, when I was early on in my pastorate in my former church, I, we had a large number. We called them shut-ins. They were elderly people that could no longer attend church. And we'd had, we probably at one time had two or 300 
people who were the core of the church at one time couldn't attend, so they became what we called shut-ins. We ultimately hired a pastor to do nothing but minister to them. So it would be pretty common for us to just go visit them, just check on them, see how they're doing. I was visiting one of our ladies one time, and she goes to her purse before I leave, and she brings me a check to the church. And man, this is a woman living on a very meager income, very humble house, and I felt so embarrassed. You know, I just said, hey, look, we, ha- we have, a, you know, so many generous people in our church. I mean, I, look, you, you need that money. And she, she rebuked me. Huh. I mean, she, says, she said, Bill, she said, this isn't between me and you. This is between me and God. Wow. And she said, I do what I do, not because I'm pressured or because a pastor comes to see me. I do what I do for God, and I give what I give because I want God's blessing on my life. And she said, he's taken care of me all these years because I've been faithful in giving. And she said, don't you rob me of a blessing. I said, oh, man, I took that rebe- I took that check. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I took it to the church and said, here you go, man. You know. But, I mean, she gave out of her poverty, not out of her abundance. So I've seen that in real time and in real life. I've seen that work. Yeah. And so it, it's amazing how God blesses and uses people. And like you said, Jesus sees not just the larger, he sees every gift, and he saw what this woman gave. Because he sees it's coming from your heart. He sees yeah, your heart. Amen. And, that, and that's where it comes from. Yep. Um, and here's the thing. God doesn't need our money. No, he doesn't. God doesn't even need our talent or our right. skills or our gifts. He doesn't need any of it. Right. But he allows us to use those to yeah. honor and glorify him, amen. which allows us to be a part of his story. Yep. And You're so right. that's what's so amazing about yeah. giving is you get to be a part of what God yeah, is doing. Exactly right. And, and that's what happened even, even through the Magi. Right. The gifts that they gave, mm-hmm. it went on to set up Jesus and his family sure. right. for what they had to go to next because mm-hmm. we all know that Herod had it out for him. Oh, like he wanted him, him. he yeah. wanted him dead. Mm-hmm. He told the, the Magi, mm-hmm. when you get there, tell me where you are because mm-hmm. I want to make sure we take care of this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but they went a different direction. Yeah. He was mad. He said, kill all of them. To yeah. all the boys right. of a certain age. Mm-hmm. Um, and so would you say that Mary and Joseph probably didn't have a lot of money before, when Jesus yeah. was born? Yeah, I think so, uh, Corey. I think a lot of scholars would say that they were very poor and that probably what set them up financially were, were the gifts of the Magi, that when they brought them that, I mean, we don't know at what point Joseph uh, died, but we know his name kind of drops from Scripture. And Mary was pretty much a single mom for most of the upbringing of Jesus. And so obviously Jesus and his brothers probably learned the trade of carpentry from their father. So it's not a stretch to imagine that the gifts of the Magi set them up more or less in business and enabled them to be, you know, able to be self-sufficient, which is a beautiful principle of kind of what, what we're about is to take the gifts that people have given to the church so that we can help people so that they can become self-sufficient. So there's a beautiful, really there's a beautiful principle in that Christmas story of what people gave and how it impacted other people's lives. I love that. I love yeah. that. And then the most important, oh, right? Jesus. Jesus. So Jesus gave life. Yeah. Um, there's Mark right. 10, 45, and, and I believe you mentioned this last weekend. Yeah. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve yeah. and to give his life wow. as a ransom for many. You had yeah. the birth. Without the birth, you don't have the life or the You're right. death. You're right. And so the birth is very important yeah. to set up the, the ministry mm. and what Jesus was going to do. And then in the end, yeah. it was the ultimate sacrifice for us, Amen. the ultimate gift. And we know 623 uh, in Romans yeah. says, um, for the wages of sin is death, yep. but the gift, gift. 
of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Mm. Um, I mean, first he gave up heaven to yeah. come down to earth wow. to be with us. Mm. Then he gave up his earthly body yeah. as the ultimate sacrifice right. so that we can have a relationship with Amen. God. And that's, that's it. That's what yeah. it's all about. Right. So, well, it opens, you know, John three sixteen, Corey, for God so loved the world. And then it said that he gave. Mm. Someone has said that you can um, give without loving, but you really can't love without giving. Wow. And Jesus sets that example for us. And we've tried to really, as a church, Corey, we've tried to live out that principle. And I, I hope you guys have seen that in our church. We, we've tried to be good stewards of what God has given us. And the heart of our church is really to reach people who don't know Jesus, people who are broken, who are hurting, and the resources given enable that to happen. And I know, Corey, with your ministry now, you provide leadership as the executive director of our, of our Help Out Center that will soon be calling the Cindy Ramsey Resource Center. Yeah. And I know, Corey, with your leadership there, just share with them some of the things just this last year alone that God has been able to use your crew and, and all the people who volunteer uh, to achieve and accomplish in the lives of people. Sure. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see how people get on board yeah. to help other people. Right. Um, you know, love God with all you are and love others, mm. um, help those in need. And, and that's, mm -hmm. that's what we're, we're doing Amen. with the Help Out Center. Um, so we've seen hundreds of volunteers every yeah. month. Right. Um, with COVID, we've had to change the way we distribute sure. our food through our food pantry. Right. Um, but with that, we've been able to fill over, just this year alone, over mm -hmm. 10,000 trunks wow. with, with food. So amazing. Um, over 585,000 pounds mm. of food um, probably around the number of $1.5 million worth mm. of food given out just this year. Um, mm. It's amazing every weekend mm. to see hundreds yep. that come through on mm. Saturday mornings. Yeah. And, and this is what I tell my team all the time is this is just the beginning mm. um, because Amen. we're building the Cindy Ramsey Center, yeah. um, which we're going to be able to help mm. so many more, right. um, not only just with food, but yeah. you know, with medical, with dental, some other right. things that we're really working on. We have our relief team mm -hmm. that just this past year yeah. did 10, 10 different jobs. They do mm -hmm. about a job a sure. month yeah. um, and they go to different homes and just mm -hmm. help people that maybe don't have physically can't or maybe financially can't right. fix up their homes. Right. And we did over $30,000 mm -hmm. worth of work for right. free um, wow, so to the people in our community. Yeah. And so just being able to, to look in our community, mm -hmm. and I love the heart of our church and your yeah. heart to, to look and see where can mm -hmm. we be of assistance? Right. Where can we help as a church? Cause that's yeah. what we're called to do. You're right. Um, and so we have so many stories mm. um, that we could tell, but I thought it'd be cool for you to tell oh, the yeah. story of our sweet couple that God yeah. really changed their life through the, through, yeah, it's amazing. Through you know, we talk about how people, you don't reach people till they get reachable. And a lot of times when people are hurting and they're, they're struggling, they're receptive to, to the word of God and they're open. Uh, I pray more when I'm in trouble and I think most people are like me in that regard. Um, and, and the bottom line is you've heard it said, um, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Mm. And so when a church reaches out as the arms and the hands of Jesus outside the walls of the building and reaches hurting people, it gives you a sense of, um, of authenticity. Jesus said in John 13, 35, by this shall all men know you're my disciples if you love one another. Uh, and love is expressed in, by giving. We have a young uh, couple in the church who were receiving help 
Corey from your team. Mm -hmm. And they were getting food. They were just going through a hard time. And they started sharing food to their next door neighbors who were equally going through a hard time, but they were disconnected with anyone's church. And through that exchange, you were able to reach out to that family and help them. And the couple within our church were able to lead that couple to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And then we baptized them one weekend here yeah. at the church, did their wedding they, they here. Married, yeah. And then just a few weeks ago, that sweet man stepped in the presence mm -hmm. of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And you go back to the little couple in our church who loved their neighbors enough to help them. And we got to be a part of that because of, of that. So that's incredible. An impact that lasts for eternity. Amen. Right? And that's what it's all about. Um, there's so many stories we can yeah. talk about. We have a, um, a lady who I met who happened to be from Uganda, where we go to do our mission right. trips. And she, she would come every weekend. Mm -hmm. um, she told us the story that probably about four years ago, she was looking in her pantry. She had no food. Her husband's a truck driver, was out on the road. And she's mm -hmm. like, I don't know what to do. Digging through her children's mm -hmm. uh, backpack. And she said, I never did that. Mm -hmm. But I just, I just yep. I felt like I needed, found a, a flyer for wow. our food pantry. Wow. So came up, we got her connected. She came probably every weekend for four years mm. while we were able to help take that, that bill mm -hmm. of the food off the table. She started going to nursing school, wow. ended up graduating. As soon as she graduated, mm. she got a job at a hospital mm. and she hasn't been back since. Wow. Had um, needed the help. It, so, and that's what we want to do. We want to help people move in, in, in a direction where yeah. maybe they don't need, we're here if they need us, right. but if it. we can help them just kind of take a step yeah. in, in that direction, that's what we want to do. And so, you know, really, it's, it's, it's seeing the ministry kind of go to fruition, Corey, before we started with the heart. We wanted to put the church in an area with resources so we could help areas that don't have resources, right? Um, you can't give what you don't have any more than you could come from where you've not been. So we wanted to put the church there. But the reason a lot of people look to the government instead of God is because when they look to the churches, the churches don't have supply to right. help them. They don't have supply, not because their heart is not in the right place. They don't have supply because they haven't had generous gifts to give them the resources right. needed to help the people that are hurting. And so I think there's a dependency that people in our society have on government because you know, the church has failed largely to meet their need. So what we've wanted to be is a church that doesn't just refranchise our brand all over the city. We wanted to be a church that really tries to plant these resource centers mm -hmm. in under-resourced areas, yeah. Corey, partnering with churches that are already there to help them do what we're doing here at this location and try to minister and to help the people in their areas, really to try to be a prototype of what a church could be. And in that, you get that wonderful opportunity to minister to them, to talk to them about Jesus, but again, people, it's hard to have somebody to hear you talk about Jesus when they have an empty stomach sure. and there's a hurting in their home. So we try to address that. And God has been so faithful, Corey. And I believe, guys, this next year may be one of the greatest years we've seen for the expansion of this ministry, Corey. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited too. We're, we're looking to break grounds Amen. on our campus, but we're yep. also looking to uh, go out into our community and yeah. see where can we plant more Cindy Ramsey centers yeah. um, all over Fort yeah. Worth in the DFW area. And so right. the great thing is, is he allows those who are willing to be a part of his story. And, and that's what we believe and what we even need yeah. um, to do. What we get to do is we need people to volunteer. We need people yeah. to give Amen. and we, so they can be a part of the story that God yeah. is writing. And so thank you for your vision. Oh, um, thank, thank you, you for your passion to, to lead and to love people in our community and to, to feed them, to meet yeah. the basic needs. Yeah. And through that, God connects them 
to him. Well, I'm glad you're a part of this, Corey, and we're, as a church, we're blessed by his leadership, and I'm glad Corey could be here. Well, let's pray over you guys. Thank you for spending this time on your holiday with Corey and I and with our worship team. I just wanted to pray over you guys before we go. Father, thank you for the privilege, and it is a privilege, uh, to be able to do ministry, uh, to love the people that you love, to reach the people that you have desired us to reach. I pray you will expand, Father, the power and the potential of our church as we endeavor to be your hands and feet in this world. And Lord, we also pray today that anyone watching in this moment who has never trusted you as Savior, they might humble their heart right where they are and just pray this simple prayer and say, Lord Jesus, with all that I know about me, I now trust all that I know about you. Come into my heart, forgive my sin, and I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for joining. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you have any questions or prayer requests, please contact us by visiting metchurch.com so that we can follow up with you this week. We look forward to seeing you next week.